Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Ms. Genesis Amaris Kemp. And with me in the hot seat is Trisha Nelson. And here is a bit about Trisha. She lost 50 pounds by identifying and healing the underlying causes of her emotional eating. Trisha has spent over 30 years researching the hidden causes of the food addiction. Trisha is an emotional eating expert and the author of the number one best-selling book, Heal Your Hunger, Seven Simple Steps to End Emotional Eating Now. She is also the host of the popular podcast, The Heal Your Hunger Show. Trisha is a TEDx speaker, a highly regarded coach, and has been featured on The List, NBC, CBS, KTLA, Fox and Discover Discovery Health. So without further ado, please welcome Trisha Nelson to Gems Podcast, where we're going to learn about emotional eating. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, Trisha. And so before we segue into our segment on emotional eating, we're definitely going to connect more on a personal level. We could do so by playing a rapid fire game, which is 10 questions, or we could break the ice up front. Which would you like to do? Well, I think we did. We uh, yeah, we did a little good. We did a good warm up before you even press record, but we can um, whatever you like. I'm, I'm ready for you. Amazing. So I'll just do the icebreaker. We're breaking the ice with Trisha Nelson. So Trisha, share something crazy that you've done in your life or a fun but interesting fact about yourself. Um, I think one of the craziest things I've ever done was um, when I was in high school, I went to Spain. I had an opportunity to go to Spain and had an opportunity to do a job in Spain. And I, the job I chose was to work in a garage. So I was a car mechanic in Spain at age 16, working on Ford cars. <laughs> wow. That is definitely interesting. In Spain, a car mechanic. Wow. Yep. And Ford cars. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was really great. I wore the overalls. I was all, I was a grease monkey basically. And I was kind of, it was a small town in the South of Spain. And I was kind of, you know, an oddity, clearly this blonde chick, you know, um, <laughs> amongst all these Spaniards and they would literally, they'd come and they'd sort of look at me almost like I was a zoo animal or something. And they'd be like, they want to come see what it was like. And this is a long time ago. Um, so it was, it was unusual to have a woman in a garage, you know, all greasy and working on cars. Super cool. So now <laughs> that you kind of have that advantage, do you ever fix on your own car now that you know a little bit about cars? Well, I did. I mean, I really, you know, I wanted to be able to do that and to know how to change my oil and my tires. And I did learn how to do those things, spark plugs, the whole thing. So for a good amount of time in my 20s, I did um, change a lot of things in my car and, and do the basics. But then I became a little bit more of the princess that I am. And I'm like, you know what? We can, we can let somebody else do that. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for sharing that um, interesting fact. Now let's jump into emotional eating. 
So you started this journey because it was something that you personally struggled with. And now that you overcame that emotional eating um, limitation, some would say baggage, some would say um, boundary, or however you want to look at it, what made you focus on this as a core area to become an expert and help other people? Well, yeah, I mean, so often our mess becomes our message. And my mess was that I couldn't stop eating. I just was obsessed with food and I love to eat. I love to cook. I love to serve it to other people, go out to restaurants. And I just, it was very exciting for me to eat. And, um, and that wouldn't have been a bad thing, but I did gain weight at a young age. I started to put on weight and by age 21, I was 50 pounds overweight and, um, you know, I wasn't okay with that. I was kind of plagued with this big roll of fat on my tummy that I would scrunch up in my hands and imagine cutting off, like you cut fat off the side of a steak. And I thought maybe I'd get some disease where I'd automatically lose weight without having to diet. So it was pretty frustrating to me. And uh, basically I, you know, I, I did everything that you know how to do. Like I did diets and pills and potions and exercise plans and, and all this kind of thing, but it never lasted. Like I could lose weight, but I'd put the weight back on. And I had like different sizes of pants in my closet because I was always going up and down the scale. So it was like a constant struggle for me. I was so tired of it, Genesis. And what happened for me is I just... I realized at a pretty young age that I couldn't, like diets didn't work for me. Like that just wasn't going to get me over the finish line. And I was very blessed at some point to meet somebody who showed me how to deal with the emotional eating, that that was really the, that was the, the gap for me is like, cause I wasn't stupid. I knew what to eat. I knew, you know, um, carbs and sugar probably weren't the best food choices, but those are the ones I wanted you know, I wasn't, I didn't really want salad, you know, so, um, or green veggies, you know, so um, I had to find out why I wanted the heavier foods, why I would binge, you know, like eat too much in a sitting and feel sick, you know, why I was always getting up in the middle of the night and eating or late at night in front of the TV, I just, I'd eat and I just keep going, like I wouldn't stop and then I'd feel sick and the next day I'd feel mad at myself. So, Basically, it definitely came from my own experience and pain. And when I did find a solution to, to deal with the underlying causes of why I was so compelled to eat, you know, and I was able to lose the 50 pounds and keep it off. Um, what happened is I was so excited, you know, when you we find a solution, you just want to tell the world about it, you know, and so I started helping my mentor who helped me. I started working um, uh, with my mentor to help others. And it just sort of became this process of healing that I eventually wrote about in my book, Heal Your Hunger. And I now talk about, and I have created a course around for people. So I just, you know, it's the, it was the biggest sore spot in my life to not feel in control with food. So of course, you know, because I have a solution and I'm, I think I have a gift of being able to articulate it pretty well, you know, like to, to really get in there and help people understand that it's not about the food. And so that's just, I feel like that's what God has me here to do is to share my solution, you know, the solution I found um, with other people so they can live in freedom. So it's like, I just, I have such a good life. I, I love my life because I feel like I'm doing exactly what I'm here to do. 
I love that. And as you were talking, some of the things that stood out to me was doing a RCA, a root cause analysis of what is driving me to eat and keep on eating. What are some of the underlying issues? And then just tackling those issues. And that allowed you to really come to terms with why, the big why around you were eating and that um, being a driving factor. And then once you understood that, then you were able to get the weight off. But the most important thing you said was keep the weight off. And then you turn that mess into a message, which is something I always say, or I say the test into a testimony to help other people who are struggling with this because sometimes diets, let's be real, they don't always work for everyone. And sometimes they may start it on a high note and that diet fades out because they no longer see it as a lifestyle choice. They see it as a chore, something that I have to do in order to keep my weight down. But then if your weight is fluctuating up and down, maybe there are some underlying root causes that is causing that. Could it be a thyroid imbalance? Could it be stress? Could it be hormonal imbalance? There's so many different things that um, can play into that. I feel like we need to take time to just peel the onion layers back and really go beyond the surface level. Amen. That's the truth. You know, the symptom is, you know, food, ooey gooey, chewy, yummy foods, the, you know, and the weight that we don't want, you know, but that's not the problem. That's a symptom of the problem, which is, you know, why, how do we get there in the first place? How do we gain that weight in the first place? What's really going on? So that's the emotions. Absolutely. And then another thing I'm going to say, and let me know if this resonates with you and some of the guests that, um, the guests that you work with, the clients or your ideal avatar, however you choose to address them, is sometimes when people are eating certain foods, they like the way that it sounds in their mouth. Like people like the crunch, the crunchiness of potato chips. They like the saltiness. They like the sweetness of candy. They just like the excitement from certain foods that they eat, but sometimes they just can't have a small piece. They they're eating and eating like I could eat a whole freaking pack of Oreos. Um, and now I just kind of blame it. Oh, it's because I'm pregnant. I'm eating for two. But in actuality, I shouldn't be eating a whole pack of Oreos. It tells you on the nutrition label to only eat certain amount <laughs> in one serving. Or um, sometimes if we go through grief and we lose somebody, that could um, easily exasperate emotional eating or life circumstances. So have you worked with clients who whenever you start to break down with them like what are some of the reasons why they're eating because I know you have a quiz so that way they could be very intentional and focus on it but let me know if this makes sense and um, what are some of the common themes or some of those underlying causes that you've seen in some of your patients you bet. So um, basically that thing where it's like, ooh, the crunch or ooh, the sweet or ooh, the salty, like that, you know, the reason why we feel kind of like we're in nirvana when we're eating certain foods, you know, is because it's, it's satisfying something in us. It's fixing us in the moment, you know? And so what I like to do is talk about what that what's going on? What is that fix? You know, what are the drivers of that fix? So I call it the PEP test. So I tell people take the PEP test and I'll explain what that is. PEP is an acronym, P-E-P. And this is a way of understanding what that food is doing for us. Like we know what unhealthy foods do to us, right? 
um, if we eat too much of it, but what's it doing for us? Like, what's that? Mm, ooh, like, what is that? You know, and so what it's doing, the first P in PEP stands for painkiller. Okay, so even though, yes, those foods are yummy and we're like in Nirvana, it's at a deeper emotional level, it's, it's softening the edges of life. Okay, so it's kind of, it's, it's making us not feel the pain that we might be feeling. What kind of pain? You know, you might be like, I'm not in pain, but life isn't easy, right? So maybe we have a death in the family. Maybe we have a job that's not working. Maybe we have a relationship that's going through a rough patch. Um, you know, just whatever, a kid who's dysregulated. There's so many different sources of pain in life, you know, unavoidable things. And then what we do is because it's, it's a sharp pain and we don't want to feel it, that's when we reach for food and the food does dull the pain momentarily. Keyword, momentarily, right? <laughs> so, so the P stands for painkiller. That's, that's one of the reasons why we turn to those foods. The E in PEP stands for escape. Okay, now emotional eaters, in my experience, as emotional eaters, we tend to uh, overthink everything. Okay, so, so and as emotional eaters, we're not just overeating. It's a, there's certain personality traits that we have as well that drive our eating. One of them is this very overactive mind. Okay, we're re overthinking everything. What does she mean by that? Why did they send that to me? Like, what did, why, why do you look at me that way? Like, I should have said it this way instead of that way. Like we're like really overthinking things. And sometimes it gets exhausting, okay? And so, and, and also we tend to have a lot of fear. And so we tend to worry and fret over things. So when you have a mind that's overthinking and awfulizing, thinking of the worst case scenario about everything, you want out. Like you're like, get me out of this brain. So you want to escape and food and TV, they go together like peanut butter and jelly. So, you know, you want to just get out and food and TV is a good way to do it. You get your favorite salty, crunchy, sweet, sugary, whatever, right? And you sit in front of the TV and you just, you just go to town and before you know it, you're in another world. And so that's the escape that food, those foods give us. The last P in PEP stands for punishment which seems counterintuitive because we tend to basically uh, think of uh, food as a reward, but we're not really rewarding ourselves when we go overboard, right? When all of a sudden we're eating and we're going overboard and then we feel sick, it's like, whoa, that's not a reward. That's actually like, I feel like I just beat myself up. You know, I beat myself up with food. I feel sick. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to, you know, I want to cancel my plans with my girlfriends. So it's like, what's going on there? And, and my experience is we're not only overeaters, we're also over, um, we're over feelers and we feel guilty very easily. Okay. We tend to take on things, you know, and, and think, oh, it's my fault. We blame ourselves. And, and then sometimes for good reason, we feel guilty. You know, I know when I was eating or, or I wasn't my best. Like I felt kind of, I was, I could be kind of bitchy and snippy, snappy, you know, and then I'd feel bad about it. You know, I didn't mean to talk to my spouse that way, you know, but it came out kind of wrong. 
um, came out sideways because I was already feeling bad. You know, when you feel bad, it's like other people get this spillover of what we're doing to ourselves. So I felt guilty and then I beat myself up with food. So the PEP, the painkiller escape and punishment are three drivers. And those are the things that, you know, that those are ways that we use food as a fix. Mm, I love that. And that's the, is that part of the quiz? No, that's actually just sort of an, an interesting thing. <laughs> so that's a way for people to understand basically the connection between their emotions and food, because a lot of times, I mean, I know when I first heard the words emotional eater, I thought that's really dumb. I just like food, you know, like I couldn't relate. I'm like, I'm not an emotional eater, but I, I offer the pep test as a way for people next time they're feeling like, oh, I want some chocolate or, oh, I wonder what's in the fridge. You know, it's not mealtime. You know, I want people to take a pause and say, okay, like, do I really need to go to the fridge right now? Like, am I really hungry? Or is there something else going on? And the PEP, the painkiller escape and punishment is a way for somebody to start doing a little check-in with themselves and saying, is it, is it really hunger on the physical level? Or is there some emotional hunger going on? Am I looking to do use this food for this reason? So that's what that's about. The quiz is a way for people to find out if they are an emotional eater, if they don't relate, you know, I have this quiz on the homepage of my website and it'll tell somebody where they are on the emotional eating spectrum. Now I tend to believe Genesis that we're all somewhere on the spectrum of emotional eating, right? Like, so we're, you know, I think we just, I think God gives us, you know, the, the opportunity to soothe with food. I think it's kind of a blessing in some ways you know, and especially if you have trauma as a kid and you, you don't know how to deal like foods right there. Like, that's what I did. You know, I used food and, and so I think we all can go overboard or you go on a cruise, you know, and you're like, it's all free, you know, you've paid for it. So you, you drink too much, you eat too much, you know, food, and then you gain five pounds. Well, if you come home and you've gained five pounds and you're like, okay, no more sweets for me. And I'm going to jog extra this next two weeks. Well, that's someone on the low end of the emotional eating spectrum because five pounds, not a huge deal. Okay. So, so low consequences and also a lot of control. So control and consequences is how, you know, like basically is how you end up somewhere on that spectrum. So if you take that quiz, you're going to find out if you're on the low end or the high end or somewhere in between this on that spectrum of emotional eating. Um, somebody who can course correct and lose five pounds in a couple weeks, they have a lot of control. I couldn't do that. Okay. Cause once I kind of started down the rabbit hole, it just got a hold of me and I just kept going. Okay. And so, uh, I was more of a food addict where I would have real binges, you know, like I would not only eat ice cream, but then I'd eat chips, you know, and then I'd go for nuts. So I just, it kind of kept going. Um, and then I had health issues, you know, on account of it, gut issues. I mean, people, if they do it long enough, they have joint pain, they have diabetes, pre-diabetes. I mean, it gets ugly, you know, the longer you do this, the more the consequences, you know, uh, really stack up. And so that's where, how you end up on the food addiction side of it. And addiction, you know, is, is, it basically part of what addiction or the meaning of addiction is you do it in spite of negative consequences. 
you know? And so when people are eating in spite of their doctor telling them they're pre-diabetic, well, that's, that's crazy. Like, why would you do that? Well, you might do that if you're an emotional eater and you can't stop, you know, or you're addicted and you can't stop, you know? And so that's, if somebody takes a quiz though, I have very specific questions which will help, you know, determine where you are on the spectrum. You'll get a personalized score. So, and it's a free quiz. It takes like two minutes to take. That is amazing. I think I'm definitely going to head over and take that quiz as soon as I have um, some leeway. And Trisha, I know I want to be respectful of your time. And man, our, it seems like we're coming close to our 30 minutes. So we're going to jump into the call to action segment, but we're definitely going to have to have you back for a part two so we could continue to dive a little okay. bit deeper. So I want you to think about your call to action for the listeners and viewers. We already have the quiz that we're going to challenge them to take to find out where do you fall on the emotional eating spectrum. And then we also um, want to remind them, what is your relationship with food? Because once they know what it is and they know the why, then I think they will become more conscious and aware of what they're doing. So leave us with your call to action for this segment. Yeah, so um, uh, the call to action is, uh, well, I can describe if talking about relationship with food, I can talk about a few different kinds of relationships to see if somebody falls in the categories. Is that you want me to do that? Uh, sure, just hit on them really brief. Yeah, really quick. Okay, so you might be you might food might be your secret lover. Okay, where you do it at night when nobody is awake and it's your, you can't wait to do it. You, you wait till everybody goes to bed and then you pull out your goodies. Okay, so it might be your secret lover that people don't even know about. They might be see why, they might think, why does she, you know, why is she overweight? She eats like a bird. So you eat like a bird in public and then you have your secret lover that you, you, you um, rendezvous at night with. So it could be your secret lover. You could be codependent. Okay, where you are like, you can't do anything without food. Like if there's anything tough that you need to do, you gotta have your goodies, you can have your candy bars and that gets you through. Okay, where food is like, it's helping you get through life. Okay, so you might be codependent with food. Um, you could be somebody who's totally, um, it could be a fatal attraction. Okay, it could be a fatal attraction where no matter how dangerous it is, you're still doing it. Like you're still doing it. If you remember that movie from the eighties, which I mean, you're, you're too young for that, but you might've seen fatal attraction with Glenn Close and Michael Douglas. And it's like, it is dangerous. It's dangerous. It's bad for you. And you can't wait to do it. Like you can't, you just keep doing it. So it could be a fatal attraction. So my question is, is, is it one of those things, you know, is it your secret lover? Are you codependent or is it a fatal attraction? Or of course, all of the above. Okay, those are really great ones to know what your relationship with food is. And Trisha, I want you to plug your website and where you primarily hang out on social media. Sure thing. My website is healyourhunger.com, H-E-A-L, healyourhunger.com. Um, there you can find um, all kinds of things. My book, you can find a link to my book. You can find a link to my TEDx talk, um, which is called Emotional Eating. What if weight loss isn't about the food? Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Trisha Nelson underscore Instagram and TikTok at Trisha Nelson underscore at the end of Nelson. Um, and I have a podcast called the Heal Your Hunger Show. So definitely subscribe to the podcast. I'm all about 
talking about the underlying causes of emotional eating and my own personal experience with healing and the experience of my clients. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard Trisha Nelson. All of her contact information will be in the show notes. So definitely tap in with her. Go take that quiz to see where you rank on the emotional eating spectrum. And lastly, but not least, make sure you subscribe and share this segment. We are on 40 plus platforms. You can see all the videos on YouTube at GEMS with Genesis Amars Kent. And if you are interested in becoming a brand sponsor, Head on over to genesisamarscamp.net. Space is limited, but you will be ranked because we are in the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. Until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and know your relationship with food. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.